on you, in you. He has loved you and has loved you and he has loved you. And he is in the process of rewriting stories. And the picture I had before us, it's like someone's got a, a, a tattoo. And but this tattoo, every time you look at it, it reminds you of a shameful moment in your life. And it feels like a little bit like when anybody looks at you, that's what they see and that's nearly defining you. Well, I had a sense this morning. And like, you know, when you get the most beautiful of tattoo artists and they maybe take an old tattoo that signifies an old way of life or something that the person is ashamed of and they incorporate it, incorporate, incorporate it into something beautiful. And I had a sense of the father doing that this morning. It's not like he's just going to, oh, here's the old tattoo, wipe it and it's gone. But he's going to take that hurt and he's going to take that pain, that mistake, that shame, and turn it into something which is just beautiful. That's who he is. That's what he does. And every heart here this morning, he has got a plan for us. He's got a purpose for us. And he only has good for us. So Father, we say afresh, we're in. We say afresh, we're sorry for pursuing anything and anyone not of you. And we're not here this morning because there's nothing good on the telly. We're here because we want to gather and be refreshed by you, to meet you anew, meet you afresh. To take that life of you, to, for us to be filled to the point of overflowing so we give it away and we spill it out in this room and beyond. Yeah, Jesus, we're all in. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, if you've just come in, you are so, so welcome. The lead um, Rhoda is the lead, what's the word? The lead rebellion, the rebellion uh, of the children and the kids. If anybody wants to go, Rose is going to be doing a story in there and probably some cartwheels and stuff as well. Um, if you, you want to go and see Ro, Ro's just in there. If you go knock on the door and do a curtsy and say, hello, Lady Rhoda, I'm here. Oh, listen, King Richard's going to open the door. That's who you are, Richard. You just open doors. That's who he is. Okay. Well, listen, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, welcome to the shortest music stand in the history of music stands. Listen, I don't know if I've met you all. I know there's some new people here today, but I just want to give you the warmest welcome. You are so welcome. I hopefully that somebody around the table or in the room has reached out a hand and said, you are so welcome, from the youngest to the oldest. Wherever, if you're from nearby, up the road, or from around the world, you are so welcome. And it's an honor, an honor that you're here today. Alison, thank you for leading us uh, this morning. I've got something to show you. See this? Do you want to take that cat and you can pass it around if you want. Have a look at this and, and pass it around. I didn't 
take this off a tree. It um, willingly gave itself. This signifies something. Something that the age of 49, I'm still coming to terms with. And I would have thought when I was a kid, when I was 49, I would understand some things way better than I do. And in some ways, I think I'm kind of getting slower in my understanding of things. But when I get some of these things, I'm like, oh my word, that is huge. So here's the big revelation this morning. What's been passed around there is a promise of new life coming. On one sense, it does look like a leaf that I've just picked up off the floor. But it's way more than that. It is a promise of a new season, a new day coming. And I had a sense this morning that these people in this room, you need to know that there's a new season the Father has in store for you. Now, part of this leaf in front of you You can see the life draining out of it. But there's a promise in that, that there's new life coming. There's this beautiful passage in 2 Corinthians. And I'm going to read it to you. It's a little bit of a chunk. But I love the words in here. And I love the significance of what it's talking about. Let me read this to you. And I don't know what this can feel like for you. Whether you feel like you've been on a long run. And this is the first cup of water you're going to have. Whether you've been walking in the desert for months and you were so hungry. I don't know how you, you know, when, when somebody opens a Bible, I don't know how you take to that. I don't know if your heart leaps or your heart is like, oh man. But I, there's words of life in here for us this morning. Let me read this to you. Our firm decision is to work from this focused center. One man, that's Jesus, died for everyone. That puts everyone in the same boat. He included everyone in his death so that everyone could be included in his life. A resurrected life. A far better life than people have ever lived on their own. (laughs) A far better life. In Jesus and people have ever lived on their own. Now I know in this room a number of people could get up and testify and tell a story going, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's, that's true. I just, I wish I knew that before I messed up. The life I found in Jesus is way better than any other false promises, any mirages that I've chased, any waterfalls that I pursued. You know, I was always told growing up, don't go chasing waterfalls. But I've chased a few waterfalls. I've pursued... Chloe, have you chased some waterfalls? I saw that. I've chased those rainbows wanting that pot of gold or whatever. But I love that promise of Jesus. It's just like a life way better, far better than people have ever lived on their own. Because of this decision, we don't evaluate people by what they have. Or how they look. We look at the Messiah that way once and got it all wrong. We certainly don't look at Jesus that way anymore. 
Now we look inside and what we see is that anyone united with Jesus gets a fresh start. They are created new, brand new. The old life is gone. The new life begins. Look at it. All this comes from the God who settled the relationship between us and him. And then called us to settle our relationships with each other. Oh, you know that first bit where you're like, oh yeah, God's done it all between me and him. And then I'm inviting you to set it right with other people. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a bit more of a grit bit, isn't it? You know the grit bit in the pearl? Well, you don't get pearls without the grit. And I sense there's some grit moments for us, but there's some pearls waiting for us in regards to that. Yes, so he, uh, he calls us to settle our relationships with each other. God put the world square with himself through the Messiah, giving the world a fresh start by offering forgiveness of sins. God has taken, sorry, God has given us the task of telling everyone what he is doing. We're Jesus' representatives. God uses us to persuade men and women to drop their differences and enter into God's work of making things right between them. We're speaking for Christ himself now. Become friends with God. Like that's the message, that's the heart of Carlisle Vineyard. To receive his friendship and then to give it away. Like it's a, not a complicated heart, is there? It's not a complicated vision. That we would receive his friendship. Because he's already here, our friend. He's chosen to be our friend. That's lovely, Angela, isn't it? Angel Angela, it's lovely that. That it's not like we've got to clamber for his friendship. We've not got to work for his affection. But he has chosen, out of grace and goodness, to be our friend. He, He looks at us. And he says, I love you. I made you and I love you. And that friendship is there waiting to be received. We're speaking for Jesus himself now. Become friends with God. He's already a friend with you. How, you say? Well, it's in Christ. God put the wrong on him who never did anything wrong so we could be put right with him. So Rhoda asked before, how long am I going to speak for? And then she said, around 15 minutes? I said, yeah, okay. So I know I've taken about six minutes already. But here's the thing. I feel like the Father wants to impress into our hearts. Because where most things in life are instant, we can skim over stuff too quickly. But I feel the Father is wanting to marinate our hearts afresh and invite us into a deeper friendship walk with himself. And as we step into this friendship, this walk with him, the Spirit leads us moment by moment, day by day. And as we walk with him, he begins to show his ways of doing life. 
He begins to show us what it means to be a follower, an apprentice, a disciple of Jesus. Like Elijah, he's working out now what life is all about, isn't he? And it's beautiful. Like one of the things you guys do so well in this room is like he's got a hundred thousand aunties and uncles, hasn't he, Akilah? Like you know he's safe in this space, generally, you know? <laughs> but he's, been, he's working out what this life looks like. He's working out from this community that we don't speak ill about each other, that we pray for one another behind their backs, that we, when someone's in need, we help. When someone's struggling, we don't go, oh, told you so. But we stand with them shoulder to shoulder. Because he's an apprentice, he's growing up. And as he waves, so he's waved there at the, um, the three musketeers at the back. He's just waved because he's seen you do that. He's seen you be welcoming, so he's going to be a welcomer. And he's seen Rachel giving him snacks. I see that, Rachel. So therefore, he knows when somebody new comes, oh, I'm going to give away. This friendship with God and one another is not a complicated thing. Is it easy? No. But it's not complicated. And that promise of new life is for each and every one of us. So my invitation this morning is to picture yourself as a mighty oak tree. The Bible talks about this mighty oak tree that you are like planted beside this river and your roots are going down deep and bringing out the life. And as you are this oak tree in this season now of change, as a self-confessed September denier, I'm acknowledging that potentially it definitely is September. But in this new season, I invite you now to consider what in your life is from the last season and needs to be let go of. I have been guilty at times of when I see a leaf beginning to fall, getting my sellotape out and whacking it back on. And you know, one of the things that I potentially could end up being, if I don't walk closely with God, if I don't walk closely with other people, I can become a Christmas tree of a leader. And you know what a Christmas tree of a leader looks like? Well, the thing about a Christmas tree is it's actually dead. It's in the process of dying. And they make it look alive by putting a load of stuff on it. And then they put lights on it. And as the days go by, you see the tree dying more and more. And they have put more lights on. So that is my challenge. Is potential in me to become a Christmas tree of a leader. When the time is needed, when the moment is right, I can get the decorations out and stick them on. Faking it, pretending, whatever the word is. 
But that is not the life the Father's inviting us into. He's inviting us into a new season where genuine and real growth comes from the inside out, from the Holy Spirit inside of us, bringing his life in and out. And when our roots are down into him, so our fruits will be of him. That's not complicated, is it? So if I put my roots down into selfishness, then the fruits will reflect that. When I saw, when I put my roots down into generosity, then of course, they will be generous. So my invitation to you is as you consider yourself as a tree, a mighty oak tree bringing life to many, what are those parts of your life you need to sign over, you need to let go of, and assign them to the past? To put them behind you so that you can embrace the new. Because the reality is, until the old leaf falls off, the new cannot come. We don't normally do moments of silence altogether. But what we're going to do now is just have a few minutes of just prayerful reflection. Don't worry about kids or other people making noise. It would be weird if they didn't. Just in this moment. And maybe you've never done this before. Maybe you've never been to a church that gather in a building like this on a Sunday. Maybe you've never prayed before. But prayer is very, very simply. It's just letting out what's in your heart out and saying things like, I don't know, God, if that's your name, I've done it, if we've talked, I don't know even if I believe, but if you are there, would you give me a new heart? Because I want to live for you. I'm done living for myself. I'm done with living for other people's expectations. I quit. I quit being a fake Christmas tree. I quit. And I want to step into new. I want to step into your season, Father. So Holy Spirit, come. Breathe your life on us. So we'll just allow a few minutes of silence and for prayerful reflection. So Father, we take that old, we take that thing of shame, we take that pain, we take that loss, we take that old leaf symbolizing those things and we allow it to fall to the floor. And Father, we're not quite ready to step into Christmas, but we do want to step into September. Symbolizing your promises, 
So for some of us, the invitation is stepping out of lies that have been spoken about you or to you. And it's stepping out of that cul-de-sac of deceit and lie and stepping into his truth for you. For some of us, there's an invitation to step out of a habit that's become an addiction and this addiction's become a master. And it's an invitation to step out of that into what the freedom God has for you in Jesus Christ. For some of us, there's an invitation to step out of this constant living under or for the approval of others. For some of us, it's an invitation to step out of the horrendous master of perfection and stepping into the promises of a perfect father who loves you as you are and at the same time invites you to step into newness. For some of us, it's about forgiving someone or receiving forgiveness. So, Father, here we are. Here we are. For some of us, it's a leap and a bound. And for some of it, a millimeter shuffle. That we choose you. And we thank you that you have chosen us. So, Holy Spirit, come and fill us afresh. Come wash away the sin and the dirt and the grime and the muck and fill us with your life for your sake, for our heart and for the, those in this room and for the city and beyond. So we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, one of the last times we gathered here, Paul, uh, our friend Paul Reynolds was just sharing. And I've known Paul for a long time. And that was one of the bravest moments I've ever heard from Paul because he talked about being in this MRI scan and him being scared. But in his vulnerability, I was just like, I, I mean, I already love Paul. I already know him. I, mean, I was like, in that vulnerable moment, oh, I'm just drawn to you. I love you even more. So I'm going to invite you. If you have a sense that God has been speaking to you this morning, if you're somebody like me, you haven't always got it right and you just need a fresh start, then would you grab somebody to pray for you? Whatever you're needing, just say, would you grab somebody and say, would you pray for me here in this moment?